it's uh saturday afternoon um we're at another uh, little league baseball game uh little pc is uh is playing coach pitch and we're getting ready for uh, another game it's it's fucking hot uh i'm sweating i'm helping coach um and by helping coach i'm Mostly just putting the catcher's gear on and taking the catcher's gear off of whoever happens to be playing catcher in the next inning. Uh, and uh, we are, uh, we're in already games underway. And little PC is going up to, uh, to bat. And uh, the last game, he, he struck out all three times, which is, it, it's not, Unexpected completely. A lot of kids strike out, but um, he's just sw- like swinging his bat at everything. It doesn't matter if it's high pitch, low pitch, whatever. And um, it's again, it's coach pitch. So the coach wants you to hit it, right? It's our coach pitching to our batters. And he uh, he's just, just flinging the bat at everything that comes in. Um, he's not disappointed by it but also like he sees other kids on his on his team getting big hits hitting in the outfield and running around the bases and getting his home run and he keeps asking me like i'm you know i just i really want to get the game ball right and coach goes out the game ball based off of he's still giving it out based off of home runs instead of like playing plays in the infield because nobody knows how to play the infield yet um and so uh, uh little pc goes up and uh Coach throws his pitches and he strikes out and he walks back to the dugout. He's he's not sad. He doesn't look sad. He doesn't look disappointed. He's just like whatever about it. And uh, uh, I was like, hey, so so you you keep just swinging at every pitch. You swing as hard as you can at every pitch. And he's like, yeah, I want to hit a home run. Like, okay, okay. Let's stop worrying about that, right? Let's. I don't want you to hit a home run. I, I don't want to see you hit a home run. Um, I don't care if you strike out. I don't care if you get a hit. I don't care what ha- what happens up there other than let's talk about a good at bat, right? So let's let's talk about what a good at bat is. And uh, and I said uh, the idea here is is when coach throws the ball at you, you wait and you see it. You got to see the pitch. And if it's something you think you can hit, then you swing at it. So take a little bit of time, let the ball get closer to you, decide if you can hit it, and then swing at it. If you strike out having a good at bat, that's okay. That's a that's a good at bat. That's what we want. If you get a hit and it was a good at bat, that's great. If you swing at every pitch and hit the last one accidentally and get on base, that's not good, right? We don't care about that. You didn't mean to do it. So let's have a good at bat. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. And I ask him again, like, what's a good at bat? And he's like, only swing at the balls that I can hit. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Um, his next at bat, he goes and and coach throws the ball on a tie and he just swings at it again. He just flings his bat at it. And he looks over at me and, and he's smirking at me and he realizes what he did. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do like the hand. I do my hand motion down, like just slow down. Good at bat. He's like, okay. And he nods his head at me. The next pitch, um, the coach throws. He doesn't swing at it. But it was right down the fucking middle. It was right down the middle. All right, but this is actual progress. I'm I'm happy with this. This is good progress. He has taken a moment and asked if he could hit the pitch, um, and just just didn't pull the trigger, and it's totally fine. 
Um, the next pitch, he waits, he sees it, and I'm watching him see the ball, and he smacks the fucker. Like, he hits the ball uh, uh, in the air over the outfielders, right? Like, just, wow. Oh, just fantastic. And he's running faster than I've ever seen him run around the bases uh, and gets uh, a home run, right? He comes around third. He runs right through home base, hits the base, runs past all of his teammates and runs over and jumps in my arms. It gives me the biggest hug. Like, it was so awesome, right? He's like, I'm going to get the game ball. I was like, well, hold on. Like, don't worry about the game ball. I don't care about the game ball. What you just did was a fantastic at bat. That's great. Um, And that was the beginning of him figuring out how to have a good at bat. And he ended up hitting five more home runs that season. Again, we don't care about him. What's important is he didn't have another bad at bat. He had good at bats every single time the rest of the season, but he got his game ball in the next game when he hit two home runs. So, um, W little PC, W at bat, good at bats. Hey everybody, it's JPC again, and this is episode number 16 of Back in My Day. This week I want to talk about confidence, uh, building and maintaining, uh, and sometimes just finding it. Um, A couple of uh, caveats, obviously. Uh, This is my explicit experience with confidence. Um... I don't always keep it. I have a hard time, especially in uh, Valorant. You guys have seen on any of the Boomer and the Diamond videos that there are times where my confidence is just shot. Uh, and oftentimes I go into games without any confidence at all, specifically in my mechs. So um, part of this is me explaining how I kind of just find confidence daily um, because I tend to lose it overnight. Um, but also um, when I have it to how I maintain it, even though I have lulls. Um, so hopefully this is useful um, for people who um, have fluctuating confidence, um, especially in Valorant. And I think that this also applies for life in general um, as well. So let's get into it. I want to start off by talking about the story at the beginning. So um, Little PC's... Um, game like i don't know that i would say that he didn't have confidence um per se so a little bit of a of an asterisk to the story there he didn't seem to be too truly bothered by striking out but i know that he wanted that game ball pretty badly and um giving him something to focus on that wasn't just hit the ball as hard as you can um I think did build his confidence. So I don't know that, again, I would say that he didn't have it, that he had lost confidence, but I do know that I helped him gain a little more confidence and uh, some focus. And sometimes I think confidence can come purely from focus. Um, 
it was a, a big deal. One thing I left out of that was um, he had actually the um, he didn't actually hit a home run on that first at bat. He actually struck out on that at bat, and I didn't want to make the story too long, so I cut it out. What he did is he struck out on that first at bat where he swung incorrectly at the first pitch, uh, and then missed the second pitch. And when he came in the dugout, um, what he uh, he and I talked about was uh, I asked him I was like was that a good at bat, and he said no because he um he struck out and i was like no 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 like that was that was a good at bat just do that again right yeah you swung at the pitch the first one but you fixed it you fixed it in the middle of the at bat and you did not swing at another pitch that was bad you just are trying to swing too fast so slow down see the ball hit the ball but that was a really good at bat and then the next one the last at bat of the game he ended up hitting a home run um uh, on the first pitch by the way so uh, it was uh, a little bit different, but it was a five-minute story, and I didn't want to go too much longer than that. So big, uh, trying to, I guess, personify. Uh, uh, personify is not right. Giving a, a, an example of of that. Again, hopefully new structure kind of makes sense, and I'll try to find little, uh, little stories that I can tell because, again, I'm trying to work on storytelling. All right, let's get into it. Number one, so I think um, understanding fundamentals and understanding um, skills um, can help with the uh, the confidence item, right? So, so the goal routine is this. In all reality, the goal routine is this, and I think that getting that kind of basis under under your belt um, uh, is what kind of uh, builds the thing. So, if you can. If you can do, let's call the the dead zoning, and you can hit your 15, and you can always hit your 15, the moment you can take that confidence of I can hit 15 or better every single time and then translate it into ranked, um, now all of a sudden your confidence in ranked gets, uh, it blows up. And it's it's really about that that translation, right? If you can do it without it impacting your win loss, right? If you can do it without impacting your um, KDA, if you can do it without impacting your headshot percentage in the range or in some type of drill, then it's the next step is transition, translating it over, transitioning it over to where it does start to impact. And you're going to lose those games to start. But I think you have to connect that dot. Like, it's okay. I'm doing it here. I'm not doing it here. Um, Why is that? Why is it not translating? Um, the, the big item for that. And I think that this, this occurred with me, like I was able to do the gold routine in the range fairly early, but I still crouch sprayed and I still W keyed around corners. Um, so I wasn't maximizing the left, right movement, uh, in comp initially. And, uh, so what confidence I had doing the drills just wasn't translating over. And I think that you have to, you have to find a way to connect that. And I'll talk about that a little bit with the next one, with uh, the next Heart, which is um, a growth mindset or a winning mindset, um, it's really key to recognize why it's not happening, not that you can't do it. Um, that's a big step in, in finding that confidence or then, again, building or maintaining confidence. What is causing it not to happen in one when it's happening in another uh, area or situation or, or scenario? And if you understand what it is and why, so why the drills do what they do, why they matter. I see this a lot with kind of comments, especially during low ELO 
um, coaching and um, in Discord chat and in my stream chat, um, the question is, is, does this really matter? Um, does it really matter? And if you're asking that question, you don't understand why you're doing it. But Wahujin built that, uh, that's those scenarios for a reason. Um, and we bring it up all the time. If you're, if you're doing it and you're doing it well and you're doing it right, then the last thing to do is to double check that you're not skimping somewhere. You're not cheating it in some way. Um, I remember there was one video where they were doing the metronome uh, strafe, uh, burst, strafe, burst, and they're only shooting one bullet. And it was important that you know you have to be able to do it while shooting two bullets because that second bullet, if you move too early, you never hit that second bullet. Um, and the burst is what's important, not though not the tap uh, within that drill because it's a it's a, a gunfight mechanic. It's a gunfight hygiene um, item. Um, so yeah, kind of understanding the fundamentals and why the fundamentals matter, and then being able to say that this drill that I'm doing the fundamentals works. Why am I not able to translate it? Because once you can translate it, I've, you just skyrocket into gold. Like it, it's it's a fast fast transition. Um, all right, number two. So let's let's step over into number two, and this is the growth mindset or the um, the uh, winning mindset. So what I think the main part about this that I'll always kind of caveat and go back into is you have to redefine success. So I'll go back to the story with little PC and how I didn't want him to hit a home run. I didn't even want him to get on base. I wanted him to think about each individual pitch and whether or not it was hittable. Um, and then if it was hittable, then to swing. And I didn't care if he struck out. I didn't care if the coach never threw him a pitch that was hittable. If he watched, cause like in, in coach pitch, you get six pitches, either you have three strikes or six pitches. Um, if that six pitch comes through and you don't swing at it, you are still struck out. But if I would rather him have watched six bad pitches and never swing at any of them than to swing at three pitches that were, you know, that were um, unhittable, if, if that makes sense. So that to me, recognizing that and understanding that the, that's the success metric um, helped him build his confidence that yeah, coach wants me to hit. Right. And the, the next thing we're going to is kid pitch. We're about to go into kid pitch, which is going to be a little bit different. So some kids are just going to wing that thing in there. And a lot of kids are going to get hit because there's still no accuracy. Um, he's got to be able to read the pitch. So knowing what the next phase is, he's got to be able to track the pitch out of the pitcher's hand and react to it. If it's coming out of his face, I don't want him to sit there and still swing at it. You know what I mean? Um, that, that applies to literally anything. But the easiest kind of translation for Valorant is... Um, I'm not worried about winning games, right? And you can't worry worry about winning games. Um, if my goal is to apply the gold routine metrics, um, sorry, gold routine mechanics to comp, I don't give two shits if I win. What I want to do is recognize when I had a 50, did I strafe burst strafe? Or did I over flick when I strafed? Or... Uh, was I dead zoning when I had the opportunity to dead zone? And if I only have one opportunity in a game, I better have done it. Because the more often that I have a 100% success in my um, in my gold routine mechs, the, the faster I'm going to eventually uh, succeed and win. And 
it's it's super important and everybody that i see had that has a challenge with this is somebody who's getting mad that there's a smurf in their game who gives two shits right and again I, i'll go back to it i i got frustrated i get frustrated when there's smurfs in my game for sure i get frustrated when somebody on my team is is throwing i absolutely do but if my success metric is not winning then it's easy to get over that and go back to what um, my goal was. There was a period for, I think, two weeks where my entire goal was to do my pre-round routine, which is I just had to take a deep breath, breathe out, check the uh, scorecard, uh, scoreboard. I needed to see what the, um, the ult status was and the econ status was of my team and the enemy team. I needed to then look at where my team was, um, my teammates positioning, um, based off of that, form a plan for myself and then communicate it. So if I did that pre-round, every single round, I won. I, I won. I was a success. And it didn't matter if we went 0-13. If I did that, huge W. Um, it was easy to go back to the game when there is a smurf or when there is, a, again, a thrower on my team or something when all I cared about was my one success metric. And yes, I'm going to lose MMR during that period, but as I develop it and I make it so that I'm closer to 100% every single time it happens, then that RR will come back faster than I lost it. And I think that that's where this winning mindset or this growth mindset needs to come into fruition um, is understand that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to mess up, but you have to figure out what your success metric is and focus only on fixing the mistakes around that. It does not matter if you lose a clutch unless your goal is to not lose clutches, which is an impossible goal to guarantee on yourself. Growth mindset, very important. Uh, the last thing, and I kind of put this in the blog post, um, building and maintaining confidence. This actually is... Um, a lot of this comes with the proper community and the proper people around you. Um, I've seen a bunch of people post how their friends kind of give them a hard time about their rank or, you know, call them shit or whatever. You know what? Dump those friends. Those are not friends. Those are people that don't know how to make you feel good about yourself. And if that's what you call friends, you need to have a real deep look into what you get out of uh, that friendship. Uh, they better be giving you a shit ton of money. Kidding. That, that's not even, don't, don't do that either. Um, the community is super important, and I think that you can find enough people in the Wuhujin Discord server to help foster those relationships. And there can still be some you know, negative people. There's some toxic people. Yes, we see them all the time. Don't interact with those people. You can mute them and never talk to them again. You need to find the right people around you, the people that want to help you, the people that want to help you feel good. Um, to uh, to help guide you and, and, and to have as mentorship. I will also caveat on this that there can be people who just tell you positive things regardless of what you're doing. If you're not getting constructive feedback, objective constructive feedback, that's also not helpful. People who just kind of kiss your ass and tell you that you're doing great um, when you're not is not going to help you improve either. You need people who can be objective and can be constructive but can do it in a positive way. That's the best way for you to build the confidence. If you can set up your proper success metrics, share that success metrics, and have people help you specifically with that success metric, that's, again, not winning and losing. It has nothing to do with winning and losing games or rounds. It has to do with 
minimizing the thing you need to focus on. Sorry, not minimizing. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of a proper isolating. Yeah, yeah, isolating the thing you need to focus on and finding ways to maximize your improvement on that. Don't have people who are too negative, but don't have people that are that are only positive and don't give you constructive feedback. That's not helpful either. But I think that the proper community around you, um, people that are like-minded um, and people that want to drive communication and teamwork um, are going to be key to finding those um, items of success um, as well. So yeah, let's, uh, let's close it up there. Um, well, yeah, yeah, recaps. Um, figure out the fundamentals, right? And build your success around the doing the drills around your fundamentals. Um, I'll even add to this, right? If you're trying to work on trading or something, just go into a TDM and follow teammates around. Like, you're sure somebody's going to get pissed that you're, they'll say you're baiting them, but focus on trading. And that's a fundamental that you have to understand and just do that, focus on it and you'll get better at it. But you have to translate it to ranked, right? And I think that's the key is figure out what those fundamentals are, find drills to work on them, but then translate them to ranked and ask yourself why they're not translating. If that's all you're working on is translating something you already do in another scenario into ranked, um, your confidence should still be high, right? Like that you shouldn't lose confidence that you can't move it to ranked. You just need to ask the question, why, why can't I? What's not, what's not happening? And sometimes all that is is just a mental check, right? Stop treating it like ranked. Um, I had to you know, treat it like swift play uh, when I was in plat. And that helped out a lot to just stop caring about the outcome. And uh, again, I struggle with it, but that's the, the simplest answer is stop caring about the MMR. The MMR does not matter. You will improve and you will blow past your current MMR by focusing on improvement. Yes, you will lose some MMR, but you will blow past that MMR starting point by focusing on your, your mechanics now or your fundamentals now or whatever your, um, your focus is now. Um, uh, develop a, a growth mindset that kind of just goes into that. Like you have to stop worrying about um, objectives that you have little control over. It's a 5v5 game. You can't control nine other people. There's going to be a smurf on their team. There's going to be a thrower on your team. Yes, there is. It's absolutely going to happen. But more often than not, you're not going to have that. And if you focus on your specific fundamentals and the and the specific success metrics that you build for yourself then you will win more often. You will be a 55% win rate just uh, over time, right? You want to think about that over time. And over time, you will be 55 plus. Um, I am proof of that. I focused on on specifics and I have, uh, I think, a 53% win rate or something. Um, I'll look it up right now while we're talking. Chatting, chatting with people. Us, we're all chatting. 52% win rate all rank, uh, all acts. Yeah. So very, very, very easy to, to just win more than you lose. And you can do that by having that, that winning mindset or that growth mindset uh, at the end of the day. And then the last thing, again, I'll just re reiterate that have the proper people around you. you. If you have negative people that you talk to all the time, they're worthless. Don't have them around you. Get rid of them. Um, I'm 100% like those are not friends. Those are not people that are good for your mental get rid of them but on the opposite side of that don't have people that just purely yes man you and make you make you feel good regardless of of what you're doing you need objective um constructive positive people around you and 
having a community around you really helps with that. And that does build and drive confidence 100%. Guaranteed. That's the boomer guarantee right there. All right. Um, that's it. That's it. We, we caught up. This is the last podcast that I'm behind. Um, yep. And we're going to do a lore drop next week, which is, uh, I saw somebody ask me about, talk about getting older in age. So I'll do like a cheeky little getting older podcast next week um, and kind of see how that goes. Hopefully that's interesting and fun for people, but all right, that's it. Thank you all for hanging out. I really appreciate it. Good luck in your games and we'll see you next week.